The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Glad you are here. It's Thursday. Everybody's in a good mood. One by everybody, I mean me. Uh, hopefully Matt's in a good mood because when you call 855-616-1620, you'll be talking to Matt. Keep him in a good mood or put him in a good mood either way. Uh, that's if you're calling. But if you're using that number to text, oh, my goodness, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Technology is our friend. Uh, here is our text question of the night. Today is National French Fry Day. We're not going to quibble about the recent change. We're going to call it today is National French Fry Day. Which type of French fry could you do without forever? Skinny fry, curly fry, waffle, fly, waffle fry, steak fry, sweet potato fry. Which one could you do without forever? 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. we got a big show tonight. Uh, shortened show tonight, Brewers Weekly coming up at 8 o'clock. But um, got a lot to talk about. But first, we we uh, always the big the big stories coming out first. The French fry controversy. Matt, uh, I I do hope you're uh, you're all right. Is everything okay, Matt? Oh, everything's fantastic. A nice day on the road, heading uh, from Hayward, Wisconsin. Got a good week there. Spent some time with some family, some friends. Uh, to the surprise of a lot of Milwaukee traffic due to Harley, due to Bastille uh, yeah, coming on in. So. Uh, it was nice. That's the one. The one thing. One of the things that's good about uh, the northern part of the state is you have very little traffic. Yeah. Once you get past Madison, you kind of weed out a lot of people, and that's when I talk about taking road trips. I like to do it outside of any city. I don't want to be around this kind of traffic, and it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy downtown this weekend. It is gonna be absolutely nuts. Um, so just just prepare yourself for that. All right, Matt, if you had to get rid of one French fry for the rest of your life, what kind of French fry would it be? It would be, I got to go with the waffle fry. That might be okay. controversial to some, but I just don't like the texture of it. A curly fry I can do because if you squish it together, it becomes no different than the texture of an onion ring. But a waffle fry, it just, it's bits and pieces. You don't get a full flavor. Yeah, see, all right. I I would agree that it's a hot take for people who love Chick-fil-A because they have the waffle fries there. Um, I don't mind a waffle fry, but it's it's the bottom of my list, only, only beating out one other fry, which I would get rid of for the rest of my life, and that is the aforementioned curly fry. I don't like curly fries. I don't like all the seasoning on them. The uh, you know sometimes they make them where it's a little extra crispy. I just so curly fries would be my vote to never again. No more curly fries. Matt says waffle fries. What do you say? That's text question tonight. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. All the biggest questions answered here on WTMJ nights. Uh, all right, we had uh, news today. Now we've been following the story of Melissa Temple and the Waukesha controversy over the song Rainbow Land since it first came out. And today, if, you, if you've been following the story, and I don't know how you couldn't have, if you've been following the story, you know that in April, this teacher was suspended by the Waukesha School Board. And today, she was fired. To refresh, she was fired because, well, she said 
Um, she went on social media and said that the principal and the school board had banned her using a song, Rainbow Land, in a first grade pageant. And just on the surface of that and all the information that was coming out at that time, that didn't seem right. That's still sort of the case. They did say that she was not that she shouldn't use this song but it didn't it didn't happen quite that way i am i will say this at the outset if you've been following the case and listening to me talk about it you're probably guessing oh brian's going to say she shouldn't have been fired and this was wrong and blah 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 hmm well let's find out i think this i don't buy the school district's excuse their excuse or their their rationale, they said, "Listen, we didn't um, we didn't ban anything. The music teacher came to us after this was after this song was presented, and he asked the, the he asked the principal. He went up the chain of command, asked the principal, do you think this song is appropriate for the first graders?' The principal claims that uh, he went and he looked, uh, he listened to the song, and he looked at." Uh, Miley Cyrus's background and the fact that she had performed some things in the past and put out some materials that weren't quite appropriate for first graders. So he said, no, I'd rather you not do this song. Can you pick another song? And they decided on Rainbow Connection. So his defense is, look, I didn't ban this song. I said a different song would be more appropriate. Obviously, Rainbows aren't a problem because I suggested Rainbow Connection and that, uh, you know, so rainbows, uh, rainbows aren't it. I don't quite buy that based on a lot of, you know, you could say you didn't ban it. Now, the school board is saying they had nothing to do with it up until everything went public. And that's where things get a little dicey. My question for you is, if you have been following this, do you think the outcome today is what you expected? Do you think it's just? Or do you think this teacher has been railroaded for some other reasons? I'll give you my thoughts when we come back. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. This is WTMJ Nights. Then back to WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk text line. Talking about Melissa Temple, the teacher in Waukesha who was at the center of a controversy about a song by Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton called Rainbow Land. You know the deal. Uh, however, however you want to frame it, the song was not allowed to be in this first grade pageant. Um, I don't buy the principal and the district's defense about why the song was pulled. They said the song was pulled because the principal claims he did some research and he didn't think that some of Miley Cyrus's past work was suitable for children because um, he said, uh, quote, if the students are Googling or researching one of the artists, some inappropriate images or videos could appear. I just felt there were better options for a first grade concert. 
I don't know when this principal has been in a first grade classroom. I just finished a year teaching in first grade, and I can tell you that these kids know exactly how to work uh, their iPads and any other sort of device to find whatever they want. Does that mean it should be there? No. But you also can't say, well, uh, this one song represents all of their work, and yes, some of it is, but people people know who Miley Cyrus is. You don't need... And, to be honest as well, uh, having dealt with first graders who are six and seven years old and worked with them, watched them as they worked for their spring pageant this year, they just like to sing. They don't care who the song is by. Uh, they know a lot of, they know a lot more uh, modern music than I did, and I'm guessing most of us do. do. Uh, so they don't care. The other thing that makes me lean toward not buying the excuse is that there have been calls by the ACLU and by um, another group, uh, the Alliance for Education in Waukesha, to kind of look into what's going on there, allegations of not great behavior toward uh, LGBTQ students, things like that. Miley Cyrus, this song, this song was... Inane. It's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with the song, um, and that's that's coming from a parent. Has nothing to do with it. All right. So on that point, I disagree with the principal and the district a hundred percent. Now we come to today when they had the uh, the Waukesha school board had the hearing that was going to decide her fate, and they said the hearing ran like a trial. People were calling witnesses. Uh, there was questioning. There was redirecting of questioning. It was it was very similar to a trial. Uh, the district called three witnesses. They called the principal, um, Waukesha School District Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources, the principal of the school, and um, and the law. And that's it. All right. So they asked the music. This is the this is what came up from the. From the school, from the district. They said the music teacher asked whether it was okay to include the song in a concert. He consulted with the district director of elementary learning. After the discussion, they agreed there'd be better songs. Um, he told the, he told the teacher that was that. My problem comes with the defense trying to make this into a First Amendment case. We hear a lot of people trying to use the First Amendment as a defense. I have the I have the right under the First Amendment, blah, 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 blah. Yes, but this is the First Amendment. And it, by now we should all know it pretty much by heart. We should know the first. We should, we should have a cursory knowledge of all the amendments. The First Amendment is always a discussion. The Second Amendment is always a discussion. So before we start throwing that around, and that's why I'm surprised that her attorney was using this, the First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Yes, that's the First Amendment. That has nothing to do with why she was fired. She went on after after a discussion at the school between the music teacher and her and everything, instead of following the chain of command 
and going to the principal and then maybe going after you talk to the assistant or then the principal, then you can go to the superintendent. That's how it works, just like at your job. You don't just go to the CEO. You've got to talk to people in the middle. So she got she got fired because she bypassed all of that. She went on social media and she started blasting everybody. The First Amendment guarantees that the government is not going to stop you from speaking. The First Amendment, nothing I read says that you don't have to face consequences for your free speech. And while I disagree with the district for not allowing that song to be played, I don't disagree with them with their for their decision today. I feel badly for her, but she did the wrong thing. And they're saying, well, she went on social, her own social media accounts on her own time, and the district doesn't pay uh, first-grade teachers to be on social media. All of that is true. But she had the right to, to do those posts. But she didn't have the right not to expect the consequences. And the consequences are what happened today. Uh, unfortunately, she was fired. But you can't, you can't keep, you can't always throw around the First Amendment like it uh, means nothing. If you want to jump in on this, eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. We're going to do this, then we'll get more of you on WTMJ. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Yeah, we've been here, uh, and thankfully the tornado warning that was in effect is now expired. It has been, um, the storm has moved into Illinois. Uh, taking, uh, seeing some of the pictures that uh, you guys are texting in, to the old National Bank talk and text line eight five five six one six one six twenty, there were definitely some uh, there were definitely some funnel clouds up there. But they were Wyatt mentioned this and uh, Craig mentioned it too. Then none of them had hit, none of them so far have been reported to hit land. So it is uh, it's crazy. That's whoo. I'm glad. Are you uh, are you a native to this area, Matt? Are you used to tornadoes and severe weather like this? I'm from the north side of Chicago, so we're used to this all the yeah, time. All the time. It's growing up and seeing the tornadoes, and then uh, and it's, it is a little scary. And it's funny because uh, one of my brothers lives on the Gulf Coast, and so people down there, tend some of, most of them treat hurricanes and severe storms very seriously, but there's some that uh, we always see them on the news. They're the ones who won't leave and they don't go. So it's always... I know sometimes it sounds like we're being, I don't know, overly protective when we say, hey, it's a warning now, which it's not. The warning has expired. But when it is that uh, to go in, when, when people tell you to go to the basement or go to an interior room or take shelter, it's, uh, it's true. Because I was watching some footage of some of the tornadoes last night. And in, uh, in northern Illinois, there were... 
you know, obviously roofs ripped off, a whole hotel was destroyed, condos. There was a they showed a shot of a condo building where every you were looking right into the people's living room. The wall was gone, the ceiling was gone, the roof was gone, everything was gone, and uh, tree limbs down, all that kind of stuff. So thankfully, the warning has expired here in southeast Wisconsin, and everything should be good. I I found it very interesting that all day we were not hearing anything. And as uh, Craig Copeline ex explained, these storms got a little wacky and went rogue, it was his term, and just popped up because that's why we didn't get the warnings first. Normally, we get the tornado warning. We know potential for Sears. This just looked like, you know, a thunderstorm until it wasn't. So... Hopefully everybody is safe. If you went through this, if you were down in uh, in the area and this went past you, feel free. You can share your experience, share your pictures, whatever, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk at text line. Now, see, why it was talking about being uh, from the West Coast and not being used to tornadoes, I will tell you from a guy from the Midwest who lived on the West Coast for a while, nothing prepares you for an earthquake. You ever been through an earthquake, Matt? A very, very minor one, nothing that could do anything, but like you said, there's nothing that can prepare you for it. It is the weirdest feeling. The first one was like, kind of like you described, very minor. We were sitting, at that point we had just moved out, we were north of Los Angeles, and we were in a, our condo was on the second floor, and we are eating dinner, and all of a sudden, it kind of felt like we just, you know when you're driving down the highway, and it's not like you hit a bump, you just kind of go... Uh, down a little dip and then back up and then down another little dip. That's what it felt like the first one. And then the second one was a little bigger. I was, I wasn't home. I was down in the city in Los Angeles and the earthquake hit north where we were. And my wife said it shook pretty good. And that's when you realize that you really need to dust the house because everything had moved over a couple inches. So you could see the circles where stuff had been just a couple minutes ago and where it was now because of the earthquake. And then once uh, between that and wildfires, I would take, I'll take Midwest weather all the time. We had wildfires, we had, <laughs> we had earthquakes, we had everything. So tornadoes coming through and it's unusual for the tornadoes to come into a uh, big city, you know? So you get them a lot out in, suburbs and rural areas, but the city, because of the structures and stuff, you don't really get them too much in the inner city. Um, but yeah, we're getting... Now, there's somebody texted in yesterday, uh, in stark contrast, the Illinois tornadoes were forecast as early as 3 p.m. Yeah, that's all day, though, yesterday. They were calling for severe weather yes, last night in northern Illinois. So it wasn't as... It wasn't a surprise. This one, if you, I don't care what news you listen to in Wisconsin today, you weren't getting any sort of indication that something like this was coming. So, again, hopefully everybody stayed safe. This is uh, screwing up the Northern Lights viewing for tonight. I'll tell you that much, but we'll see. All right, we got to take care of a little more business. Then we'll get back. There's more. It's WTMJ Nights. J Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights here until 8 o'clock. Then it's Brewers Weekly with the Troy Owen.
If you want to jump in, if you're heading to downtown Milwaukee this week, there is a lot going on. Uh, You've got the Harley-Davidson Fest, and tonight is the beginning of Bastille Days. WTMJ's Adam Roberts has been down there hanging out, eating beignets, watching things happen. Adam, uh, no storm there. The weather sounds great at Bastille Days. What's going on? Yeah, it's been a fantastic evening so far, Brian. Hey, quick question. I want to pop quiz you real quick. Are you ready? I am. Over under, how many beignets do you think I have already consumed at 735? All right, let me ask you one question before I make my guess. How much powdered sugar is on them? Uh, I would say it's about, for the whole beignet, it's about 20% powdered sugar. All right, dude, 20% powdered sugar. I'm going to say... Eight beignets. You would be a little bit over, but not by much. I have gone back for seconds and for thirds. In fact, <laughs> we, um, I don't know if you know this, peeking behind the curtain, we just recently got these new Navy Blue WTMJ polos. It's a mess right now. It is an absolute mess. And I might need to make a run to a laundromat down Well Street before the night is over. But yeah, Brian, it's been a fantastic evening. So much music. I think it's really underrated just how much music is actually at Bastille Days. Eight different stages, various different acts performing. I'm looking forward to the Can-Can dancers coming up in about an hour. They're uh, going to be on the stage that's currently occupied by a a band playing covers of, when I think Bastille Days, I think Sublime. (laughs) What I got is currently playing on the Groover stage. I've been very curious, Adam, since your uh, report at 6 o'clock, uh, about the guy who was playing a bongo right in front of you. Is that man still around? Is the bongo still being pounded on? Bongo Bob has since migrated to another part of the festival, right. unfortunately. And even if I knew where he was, I probably couldn't find him because since 6 o'clock, it is really, really filled up here at Cathedral Square. And uh, Looking at the clock, uh, we're about an hour 22 away from the Storm the Bastille 5K. I'd say about a good 10 to 15 percent of the crowd is wearing their bibs already they've got their t-shirts they're ready to run i'm gonna try but i don't really feel like registering i'm probably just gonna run I was right gonna alongside. ask after all the beignets i don't know if uh i don't know if you should be trying to run with all that fried dough in your belly but that listen you're a young man you can do what you like yeah i've got a couple months till 30 so might as well <laughs> use them like this so what's the 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 storm the bastille run starts you said at 9 or 9.30? Correct, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. And then what's on tap for the rest of the weekend? Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think it's just about consuming all of the culture. One of the things I think people are really excited about is something super simple. It's the return of the iconic Eiffel Tower, the actual structure. I don't know if you remember last year, but it was in construction. They needed to restore it. So they basically went with an inflatable Eiffel Tower instead of the metal structure, which is back. Uh, But also, again, there's can-can dancing, no shortage of food and beverage. I'm walking around Cathedral Square. I'd say almost every other tent is a food vendor. And if you like French cuisine, but maybe don't get a chance to get out to some of the fancier dining, it's all right here for you for this free festival. I mean, if you want a fancy leg of lamb, if you want a crepe, if you want some creme brulee, you can find it, and you don't have to pay to get in. So that just makes That's it even perfect. better. Yeah, and then you can sit, sit and eat it right on the street. Nothing says summertime like eating fancy food sitting on the blacktop. 
Absolutely. And couple that with a little bubbly. Oh, the champagne is rolling. Oh, absolutely. They've got the uh, tall stem glasses. Uh, I was offered a couple. I said, ah, I'm on the clock. I had to be smart. had to be professional. Well, listen, that's that puts you one step above me in the professionalism. I would have gone, well, one's not going to hurt, especially when I got powdered sugar all over me. It already looks like I'm in a remake of Scarface. I might as well have some champagne, too. <laughs> yeah, they, they mentioned it to me, too. They said, well, I mean, you don't want to drink, but clearly you've been uh, partaking of the uh, dish du jour, if you will. I'll tell you, when I'm in New Orleans, I love going for beignets, but it is the most perilous thing to eat because one wrong move, one wayward breeze, somebody in your party making a, a, a hand motion, that powdered sugar is everywhere. But they are phenomenal. Yes, clearly I can't help myself. I've had six. Well, listen, you can, you'll work it off. You're going to be there. Are you going to be there again tomorrow, or is tonight uh, your coverage tonight the whole day? So coverage tonight is pretty much the ordeal. The whole reason I came here was to run in the 5K oh. once it kicks off at 9, <laughs> and everything else is just an added bonus. But now you may not run. <laughs> <laughs> no, Noonan, I will run. I will run. All right, Adam, write it off anyway. Put it in, put it in as an expense. You're working, whether you run or not. Well, listen, good luck with the run. Good luck. I would lay off the beignets now till maybe a post-race celebration or uh, get some in a bag to go. But uh, thank you for being flexible. I know we were going to talk earlier, but have a good rest of the night out there. And uh, Bastille Days runs all weekend, and uh, it goes tonight till 1130, or tomorrow, rather, till 1130. Tonight till 1130 as well. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, opens at 11, Saturday closes at 11.30, and Sunday it closes at 8 o'clock. Uh, if you're out there tonight, look for a man in a blue WTMJ polo covered in powdered sugar. That will be our man, Adam Roberts. All right, see you later, Noonan. We'll check back in with the 8 o'clock news. Sounds good. Take care, man. Thanks. All right, that's it. Have you ever had a beignet, Matt? Yes, I have. I've been to France. I've been uh, really involved with uh, Le Cuisine de Français. Really? We oui, oui. did you study there or did you vacation there? No, I was actually 13 years old and I went there as a trip. It was my first time abroad in Europe. I went to England. I went to France. I, I would like to go back because at 13, I wasn't old enough to right. truly appreciate it. But I just remember the food was fantastic. The culture was fantastic. It was just a really good time. That sounds great. I've never been to France. There's a, I would like to go... But there's a part of me, uh, since I don't speak French, and I I believe the uh, stereotype that the French people might be a little rude if you don't speak French. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I would like to I would like to go and enjoy that, you know, because I do like French food and I do like uh, baguettes and beignets and berets, all the all the words that rhyme. I like all of those things. You know what else I like to do? I like to take a little break so we can handle some business, and then we'll come back. And we will wonder together what new parents are thinking on WTMJ Nights. WTMJ Nights. Ah, yes, Bastille Day going on. Our thanks to Adam Roberts, who's down there. I don't know. What do you think? Is he going to run, Matt? I got a feeling after all those beignets, I got a feeling Adam might, uh, quote, unquote, twist an ankle. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, he's already got a bad knee, and I think he'll pull a Jerry Seinfeld. I choose not to run. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will not be running today, my friends. And then when they go, hey, man, the whole reason you went down there is uh, you were going to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to run. You're not the boss of me. I was eating. Somebody texting in Cafe Du Monde. That is the that is the place. But there's uh, there's a lot of good beignet places in uh, in New Orleans if you're down there. Um, but not like you know Matt go, Matt goes right to the source. He goes right to France to get his beignets. He's not playing around. Matt is a good name. I think Brian is a good name. Uh, every year. A list comes out at about halfway through the year from a place called Nameberry, and it talks about the most popular names so far in the year. And every year, the list comes out, and I shake my head, because I'm going to say it, Matt. This is a hot take. Some people are stupid. Um, the, biggest, the biggest decision, or one of the hardest decisions we made while my wife was expecting, was what we were going to name our daughter. Because this is something a person has to carry with them their entire life. Uh, you got to think down the road professionally. You have to run every sort of rhyme through your insultometer. So Because you know if you give a kid a name that anything can rhyme with, that kids in school will make fun of them for, they will. So you've got to be cognizant of that. You have to think about, all right, how does it sound rolling off the tongue? Will a teacher be able to read it when they get to school? Are there many more people with this kind of name in our family? Did I go to school with a person with this name that I hate? So a lot of thought goes into it. But then I read these lists and I go, man, people are, people are putting very little thought into it. Because they're just, I believe what happens is, Parents are so, so gung-ho about wanting their children to be special and wanting their children to stand out and wanting their children to be a reflection of their own creativity. Oh, look what they named their child. Aren't they brilliant? When most of the time people will go, what did they name their child? What idiots. Uh, now, I will say most of the, most of the, the girls' names are pretty good, but there's... We'll start. All right. There's a list of 25. I'm not going to give you all 25. We'll go to the top 10. Top 10 girls' names so far for 2023. Number 10, Evangeline. Okay, I only know one Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly. She's an actress. It's the only one I've heard of. Uh, number 9, Ophelia. Very Shakespearean. Number 8, Aurora. Number 7, Luna. Number 6, what I would consider more of an old-school name, Alice, than Eloise, who has tea at the plaza. Uh, I think it's I Isla, or Isla. I-S-L-A is the name. See, right there. If a, if a teacher is going to have to have to have trouble when they read the roll call the first few weeks of school, it might be uh, trouble. Number three, Aurelia. Number two, a name I like but is very unusual, Maeve. Uh, an old Irish name. This is the one that got me. This is the number one name so far for girls this year. Luxury. What kind of name is that? Who names their kid Luxury? I don't. I don't understand it. A couple other ones, odd on the. There aren't too many really other than Luxury. There's some other 
more um, like Violet and Iris. Those are the and Eleanor, Charlotte, Phoebe, Josephine. Those are names that I consider names from the past that are very solid names. I like those. All right, let's go with the boys. Matt, you're going to be very sad. Your name isn't in the top ten. It's disappointing. But, yeah, neither is mine. My name never makes the list. That's ridiculous. Uh, huh? That's ridiculous. I know it is. Well, that's why I've been working so hard to make my name, you know, household name, so people will want to do it. Uh, the boys' names are a little more out there. Hugo is number 10. Air, A-I-R-E. Ari, Air. Uh, Arlo. Unless your kid's going to be a folk singer, you may want to pull that back. Oliver, I have a friend whose son is named Oliver. Felix, Atticus, which is a great character in literature and film. That's a lot to live up to. That's a tough one. Silas, you're getting you're getting too hipster with some of these. Theodore, now that's you know, that's a good old fashioned name. Uh, Soren, that's from uh, Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Wasn't Soren the evil guy with the, the eye? I wouldn't name my kid uh, after that. It'd be like naming your kid Hitler. And number one. Now remember, the girl's number one name was Luxury. The boy's number one name? Royal. Royal. How'd you like to wear that moniker around? I would not. That That's, that's boy named Sue kind of territory when you're getting into that. All right, we got to do this. Then we'll come back, start wrapping things up. It's WTMJ Night. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan here until 8 o'clock, 855-616-1620. Jake jumping in from Germantown. Soren was the exiled dwarf king from The Hobbit, so not evil but plenty stubborn. And I looked it up, and that's basically what the name Soren means. It is a name from Danish origin. It uh, it means stern, strict, and severe. It's a lot to saddle a little kid with. You're going to be stern, strict, and severe. And then the parents are going to go, why is he so stubborn? Why? Is he? Well, that's what you named him. So you get what you, you get. What you get. I actually wasn't supposed to be here tonight, Matt, because I'm technically on strike. Uh, I am a member of SAG-AFTRA. I don't know if you heard the... Um, you know, the Writers Guild have been on strike for a few weeks, and now SAG-AFTRA has joined them in their strike, basically shutting down Hollywood. Um, nothing new is going to come out. No TV shows that are not completed. All movies are stopping. You're not going to see any uh, actors doing press for upcoming movies. Uh, reports were that the cast of Oppenheimer walked out of a screening today uh, in solidarity with the union. So all we're going to see coming up is stuff that is already been finished, but they're also saying, get ready, there's going to be a lot of reality TV, there's going to be game shows, um, which is, even if there are reality TVs and game shows, having done uh, game shows, there are writers on game shows. There are writers on reality shows. So I, I hope I hope this is not a huge spoiler alert for you. I, I hope I'm not bursting your bubble. But yes, we are we are not going to see anything new for a while. Even you know you go well, I'll stream. That's the only benefit for us as the consumer is that 
with so many streaming platforms and so much content out there, we'll be able to watch things. That, I'm sure, is what the producers and the studios are banking on, that the public is not going to uh, really care because we can still watch stuff. And I that, that, that'd that be a mistake because the uh, the writers, they want to be treated fairly. They want to be paid. They want assurances about how much... AI will be, like ChatGBT, will be put into things. They're uh, trying to get, you know, the writers in the writer's room to be full-time like they used to be. This is the problem. Um, they used to be. Now it's not, so there's, there's not a lot going on. Actors want, you know, actors are always, because we, we see movie stars and we think they've got all the money. No, uh, most people in the Screen Actors Guild are not making a lot of money. So they want uh, to regulate the use of artificial intelligence, better benefit plans, and money for self-taped auditions, which we have to do, and that is a lot. Well, listen, we uh, we spent a lot of time well-deserved taking care of the weather and watching the weather and keeping everybody safe, so I'm glad the storms have passed. Have a wonderful night. Dominic Catronio is coming up with Brewers Weekly on the other side of the news. I'll talk to you again Monday night. Thanks, Matt. Have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you later. It's WTMJ.